Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hey, you. So I've been having some interesting conversations lately. Uh, yesterday, I had a conversation with Dr. Uh, Mary Donahue on the trust factor. And we're exploring wellness and trust. And what's the relationship between wellness and trust at work? You know, we're starting to see some statistics and some data coming in. And it's becoming very interesting. So welcome, welcome to today's recording. And I am Joyce Odidison. Welcome to What's Happening at Work. And I'm excited that you've joined in today and you're listening to the show. So what happens when an employee is spiritually well? Are employees who are spiritually well more trustworthy and trusting? Does it make them more mentally resilient? Those are some powerful questions that's been going around as we do our research on WIS Method, as we do the work on the wellness improvement system and, and the WIS Method and wellness competency teaching. We're seeing more and more of those issues. We're seeing more and more that employees who are well are more mentally resilient. And that's especially when we talk about spiritual wellness. What do we mean? Well, you know, our society has changed. We're no longer the way we used to be. And that has a direct impact on our workplaces and what we see at work, what we experience at work. An erosion of spiritual wellness have impacted our society. The the workplace, and you know what? It actually may be a factor in the mental health of epidemic we're facing right now. When we see the epidemic of mental health, when we see all the people that are struggling with some form of mental health, and they tell us one in three, right? One in three, data used to be one in five, but here we're post-COVID. We're, we're actually in COVID, right? Not post yet, because we still have people dying every day of COVID-19. And we look back and we say, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, is spiritual wellness the same as being religious? There's a huge difference. There used to be a lot of confusion before that. Oh, you know, people who are religious are spiritually well. We've come to realize that that is not true. So when we talk about spiritual wellness, we're not talking about people who are religious, who go to a temple or a church or synagogue or, or any of those or have religious practices. It's way beyond that. Spiritually well is much broader. It, it looks at much, much more broader aspect of your life. So we're talking about things like balance, purpose, right? self-esteem personal style, core values, integrity. That's the competency we need to develop as a society. And as we work to develop our integrity, we actually find that spiritual wellness is developed as we build integrity. Because what are we doing when we're building integrity? We're looking at 
who am I? Am I being integ? Am I acting in a form of place of integrity? Am I practicing my values? That shows integrity. If I know what my values are, then I'm going to stay alert to them, and I'm going to make sure that I am aligned with my values. I'm not going to go out of context. I'm going to be reliable and accountable because I am with in sync. I am living and acting with integrity, right? So this whole erosion of spiritual wellness, and I think we've gotten somewhat confused right, as people in thinking the shine away and moving away from religious politics, because we know there is that, right? There's the whole religious politics and there's the whole... Um, piousness that comes with that and 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 yeah that does have an ugly tone to it but i think we've thrown out the baby with the bathwater. we forgot the good part of it which is that spiritual well-being which is that doing as you say you will keeping your word developing yourself spending time in reflection improving on who you are because this is the only thing you have is yourself. That's the only thing you have. You, you do. And, and you know what? You don't even own yourself because you can't give yourself life. When your time come, you're gone. You know, this past month was very, very trying for my family. You know, we lost a member of our family, my, my brother-in-law. And he was, you know, was my husband's uh, full brother. And they, just the two of them, their mom had. And they were very close, very similar in personalities. Big age difference, but they were very close. And they spent a lot of time. My family was very a big part of his family. And, you know, you start to realize, wow, we actually have no guarantee no guarantee. Within a month, he went from, we don't like the way you look to like, oh my God, you're dying and you're dead and we're burying you. It's like unbelievable. So fast. You can't even think. So when I talk about spiritual erosion, I want to just remind you that as much as we love him, we couldn't, we couldn't extend his life. We couldn't give him one day beyond what was allotted to him. When that breath left his body, it was just a corpse left and we had no control as much as we wanted to say no stay, stay keep breathing stay alive keep your eyes open stay here with us we couldn't do our darn thing about it so we don't even control our lives and as much as he wanted to stay alive he couldn't people die every day who have a lot to live for so we don't have control over that and so sometimes we go into the workplace and we forget that we are, you know, someone wise person said that we are, we're spiritual beings, right? Living here on earth. And we forget that. And, and, and it comes back. All of this got me back to thinking, yeah, we are, you know, we really are spiritual beings. We have breath. And when that breath leaves our body, it went, it went like he was breathing and he was someone we could love at home and take care of to the breath has gone and now he's a corpse. We need to get it out of the house. Like what? That's all you have is your breath. And, 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 and that is granted to us. We don't have it. So when we talk about, when we look at what's happening right now with COVID, 
it is even so hard to grieve because that is a significant part of the human spirit is that we grieve and we mourn and we do that with together in company. And we, we don't get to do that the way we used to with COVID-19. But when you think of all the employees at work who've had to go through death of a loved one or somebody they know, somebody they, they cared about, or somebody in their, in their community who's passed on because of COVID, we've seen more death in this last 15 months than we have ever, all of us around the world, know of somebody who died or got deathly ill during this pandemic time. I don't think any of us escaped death, touching someone in our community. And so it really reminds us that when employees show up at work, they need to be something at work that keeps, that, that massages their soul and keep them spiritually connected. And yes, I'm not talking about praying at work, praying that, that I'm not, I'm talking about trust. I'm talking about relationship. I'm talking about connection. Because how can we be our best and perform at the highest level when we are disconnected, when our spirits are unwell? How can I relate to my boss when I'm spiritually unwell? How can I relate well to my team members when I'm spiritually unwell? There is that thing about us that when we are well, spiritually well, when we have that essence in our soul, when we have that self-esteem, when we have faith in others and we have a sense of purpose and we know our values and we're aligned with it, that makes us amazing human beings that others feel absolutely comfortable being in our presence. Others feel enlightened and lifted up around us. That's what we should be going to work for. That's what we should get up and go to work for because the people I am going to work with are going to make me feel better than I did. They're gonna inspire me to grow. I'm going to see qualities in them that makes me so glad to be here on this planet, to have to work with them. That is what's going to motivate me to do work, powerful work, and to work at a high capacity. Too often, that is not the case. And when I talk about the the erosion of trust in the workplace, it's coming out. It's really aligned with the erosion of spiritual wellness. Because what do we see? Low trust at work erodes employees' confidence. It promotes fear. It increases stress and anxiety. Why shouldn't there be trust among colleagues, among team members, around, among leaders? Employees should be able to trust that their organization will do right by them. These are key factors in employee stress level. These are the things that are impacting employees' mental health. So yes, I think we need to talk about spiritual wellness at work. Over a decade ago, I created Wiz Method. And one of the things I have been teaching 
adding to personal wellness services is that there are nine dimensions to our lives. And one of them, one of the most important one is that spiritual dimension. And when we're not spiritually well, we end up in all kinds of trouble. We tend to have more emotional issues. We tend to have more social and, and interaction issues. We tend to have more interpersonal issues. We tend to struggle more intellectually. We tend to struggle more with our work and work relationships. We tend to struggle more financially. We tend to have more physical problems because all of that stress impacts our bodies. We tend to suffer more. We tend to be in more issues, be preyed on, attacked, or be the ones being discriminated against or discriminating others. It is so important for us to develop spiritual wellness in the workplace so we can promote psychological safety. So your colleagues, you can come to work feeling this is a safe place to be. I am safe here and those around me do not have to fear when I'm at work. Can you believe there are imprints certain Co-workers are working. They are sick. They don't want to come to work. They have to call in sick because they can't tolerate working. Don't tell me there is spiritual wellness. There, there is something not wrong with that picture. Of course, there's a lack of spiritual wellness. And we have to talk about it. I think that's one of my calling is to talk about it. Because when I created that model and I put spiritual wellness up there, I tried my best to take it. I was like, no, I can't go teach in spiritual wellness. But what do I see? Most of the problems that I face as a conflict analyst in my work and as a corporate trainer, it has to do with spiritual wellness. It has to be with the self-esteem issues. It has to be with the conflict issues. It has to do with with our ability, a lack of ability to trust. Either we're not trustworthy or we can trust those around us. And I think sometimes it goes hand in hand. The less trustworthy we are, the more likely we are to not trust others. Or we tend to attract those who, who are less trustworthy around us. So what is that spiritual erosion? Did it happen overnight? No. We stepped away from religion and we forgot that spiritual wellness is not religion. Religion can be a factor on the spiritual wellness. It is an element of spiritual wellness, but it's not the whole. And so by moving away from the conflicts of religion and the politics of religion, we've moved away from spiritual wellness our spiritual wellness have eroded so that the things we, we partake of and we participate in are bringing us further away from our humanity. And so when we talk about bringing that humanity back at work, that ability to be empathetic, to be compassionate, that comes from spiritual wellness. But that comes when you have good self-esteem. Because if you're too weak, to empathize with others and to have compassion. If you are not well, if you're not, if you're not grounded and have good, healthy self-esteem, those things are going to be difficult for you. Right? 
you just won't be able to quite connect and stay yourself. So you end up giving over your entire self or distancing yourself. It's an either or. People can no longer balance because we lack the resilience. And that's what makes humans beautiful because of our resilience, because of our ability to, to, to dance, right? To be agile, to be flexible. And that's what we've lost with the spiritual erosion. We've, we've lost it. And we need to capture that back. We need to capture that back. Because what has happened is that it's left us with distrust, without meaning and purpose, out of alignment with our core values, hopelessness, out of balance, low faith. Low faith in humanity and in the integrity of others, the inability to trust others and to trust ourselves leaves us wanting. So we have to do something about it. We can't just talk about it and leave it like that. This is why I'm inviting you to join me at the Global Workplace Wellness Summit. On day one of the summit, I open up at 9.25, 9.45. I'm going to be teaching on the trust factor. We're going to actually get down to the nitty gritty. We're going to assess our wellness in the spiritual dimension. We're going to identify those wellness deficits. And we're going to do some work around the professional self-esteem, integrity, and trust at work. What does that look like? What do we need to do? How do we shift? How do we get back to who we are, the core, that humanity at work, so that work becomes a safe place again? That's what we'll be talking about. So I look forward to you joining me. Go ahead, sign up at Global Workplace Wellness Summit.com. See the link here in the stream. I'll put it in the show notes, and I'll see you there. Jason is here. Take care and be well. Bye now. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guest and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.